Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Denise Ackert and I'm the host of the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here with different techniques and tips to lower the stress in your life. One of the things that can be really stressful is dating. So today I have Lauren Smith, And she's an author, speaker, and host of the Date in Peace podcast. And she combines her own personal success story with her professional mindfulness training. Lauren inspires others to live their best lives by making authentic peace a habit. She's a certified mindfulness and meditation teacher with additional certifications in emotional intelligence and emotional freedom technique, EFT. Love EFT. So welcome, Lauren. Oh, thank you so much for having me here today. So now what inspired you to do this type of work? Oh boy. I think it was because I was sick of getting my heart broken. There was so many times that I was left alone after a breakup feeling completely defeated, like there was something wrong with me. And finally, it was this really bad breakup right before the pandemic that I was able to use that time alone to dig into it and to get to the heart of my problems. And it turns out that it was me. I was the core of it all. There was some behaviors that I was doing that were toxic, not because it was anything wrong with me. And we can dive into all of these details later. But at the end of all of my research, I realized that it was just a matter of watching the choices that I was making so that I could make ones that were more in alignment with what I was actually looking for. Yeah, that sounds amazing because I know a lot of my friends that are single really struggle on the dating scene. And so if someone is listening and they are struggling with the dating scene, how can we lower the stress to go out and enjoy ourselves rather than (laughs) do the stressful dating scene? (laughs) For sure. I do consider myself to be a really peaceful person now, but I actually had clinical anxiety all the way going back to high school, even depression. Like my mental state was very much a constant state of fight or flight. I was always on guard about how people would perceive things that I did. So I curated my, the way that I was showing up to try to keep the peace with everyone else. And what that ended up doing was made my peace, my own inner peace, the lowest priority. And when you go through life like that, it becomes a fear-based series of choices. So when you think about how you're bringing this into the dating world, I would show up, hopefully I didn't get a migraine from the anxiety of the date, but I would show up on a date feeling like obsessed about what the other person was perceiving in me. Do they think this shirt is sexy enough? Do they think that my job is impressive enough? Do they think my jokes are funny? And it would be this constant state of, I need to maintain their good favor or else it means I'm unlovable. This is not a helpful mindset 
when it comes because we're not here on this earth trying to please some random person. We want to make sure that whoever that person is that we're potentially bringing into our lives is someone that we actively choose. So when we show up in a state of fight or flight onto a date, it's almost like we're giving away our power of choice. And we're now saying that my self-worth, my value is dependent on whether or not this total stranger sees my value. And that's not helpful to us because we want to make sure that the people that we are allowing that space in our hearts, in our mind, that's going to influence the way that we see ourselves that they're aligned with us on more lines than just because they both swiped right. We want to make sure that we have the same values, that we can communicate in a way where we both feel safe. And a lot of times what happens is when we go out on a date and we get in that anxious spiral and we go into fight or flight, all the things that are truly important to us and this idea that we are valuable, we are worthy of a healthy love, they can get like almost lost in a haze of needing to be chosen by someone else. But what if dating isn't about being chosen? What if it's about choosing yourself? I love that. Now, what are the steps that you took to turn things around? Oh my goodness. So (laughs) when I was in that quarantine time of silence, luckily I had a little bit of training already in mindfulness and meditation And in the past, when I had gotten into breakups, I would just linger in anger. It was always the other person's fault. It was always bad timing, whatever. I never owned my part in it. But because I had, I guess, typically before COVID, if you were going through a breakup, you'd go out with friends, you'd go out and do something, shopping, whatever, to just help you to move through it and distract you from the emotions. I didn't have that option. (laughs) So I was stuck in my house and I... Luckily, with this mindfulness stuff that I had learned, I was able to let those emotions be with me for longer than I ever had before. There's a reason why we struggle with breakups because the emotions that come up are there could be potentially physically painful. No one wants to feel shame. No one wants to feel the grieving, the loss of that person that you had in your life. It makes you question your whole belief system, namely, is it me? You know, what's wrong with me? And this brings up even more emotions from your childhood that you've probably been pushing away for your whole life. So here I was letting all of that uncomfortable shit come up to the surface. It just completely filled my whole world and it was overwhelming and it was painful and it was not fun. But I'm so glad that I did. Because when those things came up, I could finally see them. I could use them all as data. And I was able to see almost like a map. Like sometimes you get those maps. I forget what they're called, but it's like, there's a question, yes or no. And then you go to the next question, yes or no. Do you know what that, what is that called, that thing? It's some kind of roadmap sort of thing. Yeah, like a roadmap. So I was able to look at all of this data from the emotions, from looking back on the memories, the patterns that kept coming up between not only my adult relationships, but how that was also present in my childhood. And I could see almost like I was viewing my entire life from a huge high perspective of how every decision that I made led to another decision, which led to suffering, which led to pain. And the very first one, the very first question that I made on that huge path that rippled out was, 
to avoid feeling shame. Do you want to feel shame? No. Then do this thing that you've always done that doesn't get you what you like. But what if we asked ourselves instead, do you want to feel shame just temporarily? Just let it be with you. Yes. Imagine the choices on that map that open up for you. It's not fun. It's not the easy choice, but that's the choice that's going to change your life. That's the choice that's going to help you to find new experiences in dating instead of landing yourself in the same toxic relationships, having the same types of fights with almost the weirdly same type of people over and over again. If you want to see something different in your life, you have to do something differently. And it really, that's what mindfulness does is it allows us to look at ourselves and say, what is it that I've been choosing? And do I want to keep choosing that or no? Not that there's anything wrong with either choice. One of the big things about mindfulness is like a lot of people use it in common language. Oh, be mindful of watering the plant today. It looks like it's thirsty. But what it really means in a bigger sense is noticing things as they are without trying to change them, without saying that they're bad or wrong, without judging them in any way. So when you can apply that mindful acceptance to yourself and allowing that shame to be there, but saying it's not bad or wrong, wow, that's a game changer. That means that there really isn't anything wrong with you. All parts of you can exist, good or bad, because guess what? Shame is in every human being on this planet. It's not anything that we should be ashamed of. <laughs> Yet it the avoidance of feeling this is truly the driver, the person in the driver's seat when we show up on dates. That's not going to lead you to what your heart really wants. So if you want to take control back, you have to be bigger than the shame. Your hope for love has to be bigger than the fear of shame. Wow. It feels like I'm talking to Brene Brown here. Here's a shame dating expert. Now, once you've switched around your mindfulness or your just what you what you were looking for how did your dating life change like i mentioned before i used to get so stressed out before a date that i would give myself migraines it was like an excuse for me to cancel sorry i can't come i got a migraine oh i wonder why <laughs> <laughs> but it got to the point where yes of course that anxiety is still there that's a part of me it's how my nervous system is defaulting but now what happens is I have learned some skills to take the stress out of dating. So we already talked about the one component of mindful dating, which is the non-judgment aspect and how that can open up a whole new, almost like a toolbox of information for us. Emotions have so much that they can tell us. When we can notice our thoughts running through our head without judgment, that's more data. Those thoughts don't necessarily mean that they're true. We're not going to take them with that mindful non-judgment as wrong or right. We're just noticing them. And we can process that all to make better choices. But there's also two other components about mindful dating that can help us to reduce stress. One of the things that I used to do as an anxious person or an anxious dater, I would always think about things in the future, worrying about how things could go wrong. Or conversely, I would fantasize about how perfect everything could be. And then I would work so hard to achieve that perfection that I would create suffering in the present moment if things didn't perfectly line up to my expectations. Being outside of the present moment, whether it's in the future, in a fantasy world, 
Or if you're stuck in the past, ruminating on something that you did that you think they might leave you for, these are all creating stress and suffering in your life. When you can learn to notice if you're not in the present moment, you can let go of that stress. It's going to happen. That's just our brains are just wired to think about things from all directions to keep ourselves safe. So it's a constant practice of noticing when you're leaving the present moment and bringing yourself back. A lot of times when people hear mindfulness, they also think like meditation. Oh, mindfulness is something that like, you know, maybe monks use. It's not a practice that I need in my daily life. But I beg to differ. I think if you want a peaceful life, it's about learning how to build mindfulness practices into how you're showing up on all levels. So let's compare it though, because there are some similarities between mindfulness and meditation. So perhaps some of you out there have tried a formal meditation practice where you sit down, you close your eyes, you start to breathe, and they tell you to focus on your breathing. If a thought comes up, you notice the thought, You let it go as much as you can by refocusing your attention on your breath. And the the magic of this whole process of meditation is truly just training your brain to notice where it's going and to control it, to redirect it on whatever your anchor or your focus is. So when we can take that into our dating life, you pick a new anchor. Say you're on a date and someone's telling you a story For whatever reason, your mind starts to wander. You worry about all those things we talked about earlier. Do they like me? How is this going? Oh my gosh, I'm in my anxiety. I'm not paying attention. They're going to notice that I'm anxious. Like these weird spirals that our brain gets in. So becoming more and more used to showing up mindful on a date simply means noticing that you're leaving the present moment, noticing those thoughts. It could also mean noticing tension in your body. I know for me, my anxiety shows up as crunched shoulders. I start to hunch over. My breath gets shallow. These are all signs that we're starting to get stressed. And that's fine. It's a human thing. Dating is actually scientifically stressful. (laughs) They've proven that cortisol gets released when you're on dates. So the idea of mindful dating is training yourself to notice whenever any of these things are present. If you're feeling stressful, just be like, oh, okay, I'm feeling anxious. That's all right. Let me bring myself back to something that makes me feel grounded again. So for me, it does actually happen to be the breath. If I notice my shoulders getting tense, what I do is say, oh, there's my shoulders again. Let me take an exhale and let them drop as much as I can. Inevitably, they'll probably come back up in five minutes or so, but I notice the tension and I release it. That's all mindfulness is, noticing and redirecting. There's one more thing that we can talk about too. It's this idea of a mind-body connection, of realizing that for you to be fully mindful and in the present moment, you have to take in your full experience. So that's not just body sensations. It could be noticing sounds around you, noticing flavors more. And that could be something that's a helpful anchor too. If you find it difficult to focus on your breath, something that you could do is whenever you notice that you're starting to get lost in your head, bring your focus back to any of your senses. So keep noticing the music playing in the restaurant. Notice the flavor of your soup or whatever you're having as your appetizer to just bring you out of it. Another tip too is you can, if you have a glass of ice water on the table, 
You can very casually, your date doesn't even know need to know that you're doing it. But if you put your hands on your ice water, it's the coldness of that will almost give your nervous system a little reset. It'll take you out of the fight or flight and just get you into the parasympathetic or the rest and digest so that you can whew, come back to the present. I love that. That's amazing information because it is creating that awareness and we can worry about the future. We can fret about the past. And this poor person across from us is trying to get to know us. And we're just not there because we're back and forth. And I love just your hand on the ice water or what smells do you have? What music do you hear? And that's just so easy and so powerful. Now, I understand you do have a podcast. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. My Date and Peace podcast is all about mindful dating. So I bring on different guests that can add to my perspectives about mindfulness. A lot of my guests are from the LGBTQ plus community. Because it turns out that after that really bad breakup that I had at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was finally allowing all those emotions to come to the surface, I realized that there was a huge part of me that wanted to be with a woman. And it, and I did. I changed my whole dating approach to really focus on my deepest needs and my deepest desires. And I found so much peace there. So I wanted to create a space where women, or I guess men, anybody that feels like they're not 100% straight. I wanted to give them a space where they could listen to some of these stories and explore their curiosity because for 33 years of my life, I was afraid to do that. I congratulate you on becoming authentic you, right? Yeah, thank you. So we're going to wrap this up. What are the final words of wisdom that Lauren can share with the audience today? I would say that the main takeaway and the most helpful part about mindful dating is that it helps you to build a space of inner trust and inner safety because you have your own safe haven that is knows above anybody else what's good for you and what you should be choosing in your life. You have power, but if you let the avoidance of shame or the avoidance of fear run your dating life, then they're the ones. That's the thing that is now taking power over you. So it's an ongoing practice to come back after a date and do some reflection to make sure that you're making choices that are aligned with your heart's true desires, but that practice will pay off in the long run and slowly but surely your nervous system will begin to rewire so that when those things happen to you, there'll be new neural pathways in your brain that'll allow you to choose more on default the things that are out of love and out of hope you'll be making decisions less and less often to avoid fear or shame. And I wish that for all of you, that you find opportunities to bring more love and peace into your life. And you know what? You have such an amazing aura. Like I can just feel it from here. You do. It's, I feel love. I feel peace from you. And that is so nice to feel over the internet. (laughs) Yes. Oh, thank you, Denise. That's so sweet. You're, you have a very calm aura too as well. Thank you. Now, if anybody is interested in contacting Lauren, I will have her links everywhere you're watching this or listening to this. So thank you so much, Lauren. Such amazing information because dating can be difficult and this is amazing information. And if you take that out there, the next date will be different. Thank you so much, Lauren. Amazing information. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode, leaving you the gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy life. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.